0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the end of the sales cooldown. And yes, another play on words like the double pivot. Our post match reaction show to Hibs v Celtic at Easter Road. Gavin, I'll come to yourself first, buddy. How are you feeling?
1: <laughs> Mate, we are dicing with death, dicing with death. Um, look, people can say that the, that the points are the main thing that 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 that, that we get from tonight, but. And yes, we've got the three points. Like, my heart is up and down. It was a roller coaster of a night, an absolute roller coaster. But we need to start putting in performances to show that we're champions. I know that that cliche, the market champions, is to get a result whenever you're you're not playing like you deserve the victory. But how many times are we going to do that? Um, Hibbs, if Hibs walked away with three points tonight, then you couldn't have blamed them. You could you could easily have said they deserved it. It was a tough, tough, tough night. We knew it was going to be tough, but there were so many flaws in the game, so many uh, players not putting in proper performances. um, I know that I might get criticism tonight and say, my my glass is not half full, but no. My glass is not half full. If we continue to play like this, we're not going to continue to get three points every game. We have not turned a corner yet. This is the business end of the season. We need to to pull up our socks. This is not good enough. We got lucky. We got massively lucky. This is not good enough, and we need to take a good look at ourselves. How many lessons do we need? We are. We came inches away for throwing away the title tonight. Inches. It's not good enough, man.
0: Galvin, you've been holding it in. You're ready. You're pent up, and I absolutely love the enthusiasm. And James Thomas Burns comes in, absolutely delighted with the win. But the performance, are you much of the same
2: yeah and just echo what gavin was saying there i was actually for 15 minutes in the second half there i was watching it with my daughter i was speechless i couldn't even shout i was absolutely speechless some guys were in camouflage i think because they were fucking hiding absolute joke so they were and look at the end of the day it's three points but very very worrying very worrying
0: yeah, there, there was some signs, which we'll come on to, Gavin. And first of all, obviously, it's our first post-match action and under the cool-down banner. And, look, we'll start with the lineup. <coughs> I like your enthusiasm and the way you spoke there, Gavin. We'll get into the rest of the, the details shortly. But, I mean, some noticeable absentees. Kyogo dropped out. Palma dropped out. Naroski, which I thought was quite harsh on him. Abada dropped out. Abada, to be fair. Probably will, his name will pop up. And towards the end of the podcast, I'm sure about that. But the lineup itself, I mean, we were all talking um, in the podcast group chat about who could come in, different formations. I think we're all pretty nailed on that Ida might start in some shape or form, which he did. Kyogo obviously dropped out. That was a big call from Rodgers. I thought the other, other one was Kuhn that came in. And I, I thought for me, Nicholas Kuhn didn't do well at all. It was obviously his first food game for ourselves. And I think the physicality really caught him by surprise. But in, in regards to yourself, what was your overall thoughts on that lineup up and the shape of the team at the beginning of the match?
1: Um, one of the biggest surprises was that Bernabé started. Um, look, despite the fact that it was a chaotic game, a basketball game at times, I don't think Bernabé disgraced himself. I'm not going to go out a limb and eliminate he had a good game, but he never, he never did a clanger. He never lost his game today. Um, he wasn't a potential scapegoat tonight um that, that was a big surprise obviously a surprise that rocky get dropped um felt it was, it was a wee bit harsh however i'll be blaming rocky for the goal that he can see that against mayovsky he got isolated on his own um he tried to show him one way mayovsky was cuter he bent it around them does norovsky deserve to get dropped for that well in brendan rogers eyes perhaps he does um skills is obviously you're you your dependable man welsh welsh comes in from rotsky i i like welsh's aggression i don't think he's ever shot the bed for us um but that that, that was it and um maida i, I was happy Maida came in. I, I i've been yeah. a, I, i've been really really critical of palmer really, really critical of Palma, despite a, a a good start in his Celtic career. Maida came in, and immediately, I love the fact that his, his pace, it, it puts the fullback back um, on the back foot. It makes him, as I said, change his posture. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Palma, you know exactly, you've got him in your pocket. As long as you don't get fooled by his it's kind of trickery, but Maida has got the pace to kill you, and that 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 makes the, the, the full-back think a, a, a different game plan. Kuhn, yeah, yeah, he's, he's our star attraction of the, the January transfer man. Again, he got a kind of fluky goal at the weekend. But Kuhn, Kuhn, that was not his night tonight. Let, let's no. not write off Kuhn. Far too early. That is premature to yep. write off Kuhn tonight. But Kuhn, Kuhn was up, up against a very, very difficult throwback. That guy, what was his name? Yeah. Um, I Lewis Miller I wrote it down I wrote it down but the Is it not Lewis line, Miller? No the, the opposite was Obita
0: o, ob- so, Obiga ob- I, Obita
1: yeah that guy was a physical defender and he was fast as fuck Kuhn he he was up against it tonight um, difficult night for him that's my thoughts on the, the changes for tonight by the way Kyogo very very harsh dropping Kyogo but put it this way Ida scored two penalties on his second game for Celtic, Kyogo does not take penalties. So that 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 says something. Um that that's a kind of uh I think for Ida. The fact that he's got confidence to take penalties, he scored two tonight. Kyogo would probably not have bailed us out tonight in that situation. So fair play to Ida.
0: Yeah, Ida actually showed balls as like nerves of steel. Yeah, that to, to hit them penalties. But before we come on to I the first goal and see that the, the stream I was watching on actually cut out. I didn't see the panel kick The half time. I was I was raging about that. But the Alistair Johnson um injury looked a bad one. I think it was I, I think it was their centre back, they got along from Sunderland, clattered into him right the side of the temple. He got took off a, on a stretcher and apparently he was getting sacked out of hospital. And I think we all echo here, Jed, that the hope he recovers soon and he'll be a big miss for us if, if he's out for for some period of time. Yeah,
2: I mean definitely I mean Give the ref credit, he spotted it because I never I never, but it. look it's a foul outside the box, it's a foul in the box as a penalty um, and let's just hope he is back sooner rather than later but also as well, Stephen, let's look at what positive can we take from tonight? Now I've been very critical of this guy and I thought Welsh had not a bad game, but sorry, I mean did he give the free kick away for the, that, their goal because I was just, I was in the kitchen
0: yeah. and
2: I went back through it. Yeah. So, well, and know was after I thought the commentator said that and gave it away. But then in Kuhn's defence, I felt he wasn't really getting the ball to him. They, they were going down the other way. They were using my aider a lot more. But he did look, he did look a fish out of the water. It was just a confidence thing. But, by the way, Kuhn, <laughs> Bossy steal still for the two penalties. Mm. Because the way yeah. we've been going, we've been poor. And I thought the two penalties are absolutely fantastic. Unlucky. We had a couple of chances as well in the game. You know, the, one of the crossbar was offside and then the one, he should have scored and then it came out and Ke- had the chance as well. But, it just, there were too many players well under par and including, a captain, in fact, including, Matt Riley as well. That's the last two games I thought Matt O'Reilly's been poor. Um I just hope It's just a wee blip from him. And um, but the move on is Sunday. And that ain't gonna be an easy game. No. Nope. Or Saturday. I can't remember it's Saturday or Sunday. Um especially then winning tonight as well. But look just mm. totally relieved. My daughter was slagging in the full time I still said that. <laughs> You're ready to turn it, me? Sure it. You want to get on the podcast? I was raging, absolutely raging. But we're here. We've got to front it up. Um, and let's. I, I never seen the game last night as well. But people are saying they won great shakes last night. I don't know. But we cannot continue to play like that. Yes, we we'll take three points and let's hope. And I think if somebody put up there or we put up a comment. Um,
0: is that's going to be a lost county moment. Let's hope it is. Yeah,
1: go ahead, Gavin. Stephen, I know that there's a lot of things to get through, but can I throw a question at you? Uh, Jed brought it up there, talking about Matt O'Reilly's performances of late. Do you think, I know it's an easy question to ask, but we need to ask it. Do you think the speculation about Atletico Madrid and the fact that he knows that in the summer he's got a big move, do you think that he's a young player, it's understandable. Do you think that has is affected
0: his performances. I think it's 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 very easy to say that. Look, at the end of the day, I think Malarelli seems very level-headed, and I don't think he would let it creep into his head that much were fact affect the, the performance. I think this is a, it's a team issue. It's like you come on at the, the start of the podcast, Gavin, and you couldn't wait to get that out. It's it's what the team are showing us on the pitch. It affects everybody individually and as a collective as well. And I think Malarelli just suffering from that. I, I looked at the position of some of our play today, like. For example, we had loads of possession in the first half, Gavin, but we were passing it around side to side. There was no penetration with, with, with the passes. And Matt O'Reilly was dropping deep and he was trying to link up with Bernardo and it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't being effective. Individual for Matt O'Reilly, look, the Aferte Madrid thing a massive thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's only human to think about the, the lights and all that, the Liga or the Premier League, wherever he's going to be further down in his career. But I don't think he will let that affect his football at this moment in time.
1: Can I just say in like a total opposite um, statement there, in his defence, because I, the, the best thing is to be balanced. Um, he has carried us for the majority of this season, and it's unfortunate that whenever the team start playing poorly, that his form kind of coincides with that poor dip as well. So mm-hmm. let's kind of give a balanced point of view. Matt Arelli's carried us throughout the season. He's been our best performer. But now his performance is it kind of comes to light only because we're doing badly. So that that's just kind of me weighing up the the the, the, the scales there. So aye. Steve, no, I. No, no, I get that. I Go pulled
2: ahead. To build it up because I, I looked at that time. with sixty four percent possession, with two shots, one in target. Yeah, mm. had one shot not because the first shot in target was a goal, the same as Aberdeen at the weekend. This, we are just, and then when a team scores against us, we just were so wobbly afterwards for the next 10, 10 minutes. We're all over the place. And what's Brendan Rodgers doing? What, is the, what are they doing in training? Why, why are they not keeping the shape? We're just,
0: I, think, I think as well, Like. We, we, we've we won the game tonight, which is obviously a positive, but still you can see that the questions. And Gavin, you come on to the start. I think Jed makes a good point. We had a lot of comfortable possession in the first half and really on challenge. Hibs were sitting off us and they were trying to hit us on the counter, which like, they've got players like Ellie Uhan, Martin Boyle, um, Fante up front with speed and, and stuff, but obviously didn't work out for them. What I noticed as well was when we were getting to the final third, there was just no, there, there was nothing sticking it was just bouncing off their defenders, come back up the pitch, and you're starting again. And you hear that phrase the, the, the was a horseshoe or something like that, the side-to-side passing, yeah. not going anywhere. And it looks great, the stats saying 61% of possession and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's wasted football. It's like yes. it's not penetrating. It's not getting into the final third. I mean, Liam Scales and and Wells were taking three to four touches at one point on the ball just to find a pass. It's far too slow, far too the And again, I want to reiterate, we won the game. But at the end of the day, and I do agree with you, Gavin, and you can go back in on it as well here. You said we cannot keep limping, basically paraphrasingly, limping towards the end of the season with performances like that. And look, whether we like it or not, we have to accept now, as Celtic fans, we're in a bona fide title race that's going to go to the wire. And we need to show metal. And you could say tonight we did, but we won the game by two penalty kicks. It wasn't by excellent excellent individual play or an excellent team performance. We just won by two penalty kicks and we we converted them. He'd have done fantastically well to do that. But I do agree with you. If we keep doing this week in, week out with no imagination, with no final product, and the players just look like they're they're full the motion. there's a few comments here tonight saying players look like they weren't trying, they weren't interested. Where does does it stop? It, It seems to be infesting the support at the minute that we can see this kind of drop off in performance and look you get called bedwetters and all that type of stuff but and then you get called a happy clapper if you agree with what's going on which I don't agree with people's are entitled to their own opinion and that's fine but in my opinion I just think we're miles off it
1: can I just say I know that like if if you pay attention to social media you will see the labeling the divisions and Celtic fans the bedwetters the happy clappers can I just say and by the way, don't anybody who's watching us don't take this to heart. But if you're a Celtic fan and you don't think that there's anything to worry about, then you're a fucking psychopath. You're an absolute psychopath because you've got no, you've got no understanding of emotion right now to go through that rollercoaster of a game. And obviously, taking it into account losing points at Putaudry, and then us snatching, snatching um, uh, three points uh, against, against Ross County, we are not turning a corner. We are sleepwalking. We are sleepwalking. And I don't pay attention to the other mob. I don't watch their games. All I know is that they're winning. That's all I care about, that they're winning and they're getting closer to us. And I'm looking at us and we are struggling. Last year, we were a treble-winning team and now... (laughs) we right now we would be lucky to string three games together three 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 victories together we are really really uh, um we're really really struggling so if, if if you can't see that coming then you know then you're you're a lucky guy because you're, you're living in a wee bubble right now um uh, but football's uh, football is i uh, full of highs and lows look see during that first half there was a lot of concerns from me I I, I tried to note a few things down. There was no creativity in midfield three. Callum McGregor, Bernardo, and O'Reilly spoke about O'Reilly. Don't want to hang the guy right now, but he's struggling just like everybody else. Um, there was like these kind of speculative over-the-top passes where we're trying to kind of bypass the the Hibs midfield. Um, by the way, the Hibs Pressing as a team, they were really, really on it. They defended as a team, they attacked as a team. Whenever they smelt blood, they flew. Forward in a pack, Uh, they were really, really smart, and they were quick to get back. Like technically, they might not be as good as us, but they didn't make that many mistakes tonight on the ball. They never had any clangers as such. Uh, They played really, really well as a team. They trusted individually their man against our man. And from a coaching perspective, you couldn't fault them at all. Um, The the, the pressing was brilliant. They looked very, very pacey, and especially their left flank, e.g., our right flank. So we've got uh Ralson and we've got Kuhn, there's a new chemistry developing there. Uh, no, no understanding at all. They're trying to learn each other's games. But they've got Obita and that guy Yuan, really, really big physical pacey pacey players. And they exposed us two, three, four times tonight with dangerous, dangerous balls in from from that flank, um, which wouldn't let a goal anyway. Um and on our left flank, like you've got Burnaby, Playing with Maida, again, new chemistry. And uh, Bernardo, who's the, the kind of left-sided uh, central midfielder, trying to support, make moves, make angles. Again, like, that looked our most potent out of the two flanks. But again, the chemistry was off. It was really, really worrying. And we're talking about Brendan Rodgers. He's maybe a coach. He's maybe better players who have, you know, that th- that's his game. I think Brendan Rodgers is really, really struggling this season. If he wins this season, it will be the most successful season for him as a Celtic manager. Because the chips are looking the chips are looking down, man. The chips are looking down.
0: That, definitely the most challenging season, said and I think they go off what Gavin said there, and even in the comments, like strange of the doctor, Hibs were good, but we were clearly the better team. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I thought Hibs had, like what Gavin said, decent opportunities in the game, a bit more. Better quality in the final third decision making. They could have scored a couple more goals, but Joe Hart did make a good save in the second half from I think it was Meluda and um, what their their player they have alone from Herford Berlin, uh, a bicycle kick. He saved a point blank range, and he also saved it was offside anyway. But Martin Boyle shot across from the right hand side that does fizz past the post, so he contributed, and he saved us as well today. Do you find it worrying that in the first half at Pottawrie or against Aberdeen? Sorry, we were well. We were good. And then the second half we just dropped off a cliff and it looked like Aberdeen could take the game. And then the same kinda of happened today and tonight at Easter Road. It's like we were comfortable first half. Again, not necessarily doing a lot with the ball. But then the second half came and we were just kinda of, I don't know, going for the motions and Hibbs were kinda of, as, as Gavin I totally agree. By the way, if you looked at their midfield, Joe Newell, Dylan Levitt, and uh, Mariah Welsh, he I think he's on loan from uh, Bournemouth, I think he was at Newport County that season. According to the commentary, he done really well. Um, you look at their front three, their, their movement, their pressing was fantastic, and it just felt felt like to me we felt like we a team of individuals again. We weren't doing things as a unit, and we weren't pressing as a team. Everything was kind of again passive. It wasn't w- with um intent. It wasn't wasn't with force or speed. And then Hibbs kind of gradually grew into the game. And like you said, Seth, when we when we conceded that goal, and by the way, I was gonna write in my notes, Dylan Levit was piss because he was misplacing all sorts of passing and uh, passes, but then he just whipped out a fantastic uh, folly into the bottom right hand corner past too hard. And like you said, we were rocked for like the next fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah. Um just to follow on what Gavin was saying, in the first half, what I was what I was getting frustrated about Hibbs always play the ball out of the back, but they're really poor at it. We never, we never pressed on it because after you press on them, have struggle, they really struggle. And then I know he touched on as well, Gavin. I thought we tried the ball over the top a couple of times, and I, uh, uh, Maeda and Adia, however you pronounce his name? The first touch let them down because if they've got a good touch there, you're talking. We'll be, we'll be saying, what a pass, what a goal. So we were trying to do a wee bit different because they had the high line but we just we let them we let the opposition in the last two games we've conceded a goal when a team has a first shot target target that's that's the worry and then obviously their fans are up for it their team's up for it and we are going we've got into a shell we've got into a shell players are in hiding so they are Matt O'Reilly was hiding all, all day so he was all day yeah and
0: there's a few. We need him.
2: Pre- we need to performing at eighty percent. We're not expecting hundred percent every week, but eight percent it makes a difference. And it was we just create. We were created our own problems in that game. So we did, and we did have the chances to bury the game in the second half as well. I thought the first couple of minutes in the second half. Thought, oh, we look up for it here.
1: I, I, first 15 minutes in the second half yeah. we were good apart yeah. from that we, and just, just, we just let it fall
2: yeah we just they just sat back guys I, honestly I I'm, I think Habs are poor at the back and I was caught I thought I thought we were going to win 3-0 or something tonight and we played into the their hands
1: mm.
2: and that that is down to the coaching as well Brent, I can see it sure Brendan Rodgers can see that I've I've tried to stick up for them, saying they were trying to go down another line in the first half why didn't we make the change straight away in the second half for the second half the half time bring Palmo why did they not or or, Abada but in saying that Abada was terrible when he came on they free kicks they were giving away uh, that was heart and mouth stuff so it was but we, we were giving away silly free kicks so we were
0: but hey, Hope always has got three points. Oh, no, again, look, reiterating, Gavin, we did win and we're still top of the league. But again, in the comments as well, they're, they're agreeing with Dead. Michael Ross comes in and agrees. Who's the six agrees? And it's, I've seen a comment as well. Is Rogers not giving these players any confidence? Because if you go back to the first time and look, again, not to kind of go back over old ground here, but the players who were playing under him had a vibrance about them and enthusiasm. A way they played, and, and yeah, towards the end, it got a bit stale on that, which is fair enough because you're there in nearly three years and things do kind of fizzle out. But I mean, you look back on that, Scott Brown had his best, well, best years of Celtic under him. James Forrest was re- revitalized, and players that he brought in Armstrong as well was fantastic. He obviously Ronnie Daly had him, but he brought him on to another level. And I look at this team, and yeah, Matt O'Reilly's doing it 100%. He has reached that other level because his path, anyway, is going to take him to bigger league and bigger money than what we can offer him at the moment. Hopefully, <laughs> further down the line. But you have to look at this in, in isolation as well. Like, <laughs> Rogers clearly wants to wants to manage Celtic, yeah? I think we can agree with that. He wants to be there and he wants the best for the club. Yeah, I, I have to agree on that one. But what I'm seeing on the pitch isn't translating to that. It isn't translating onto the players. And I know that comment he said during the week, I think it was took out of context about him basically saying, don't pay much attention to what the, the noise of the support's making around the board and things like that. People are jumping at that and putting more, more pressure on him, saying he doesn't care about the fans, which I don't think is necessarily true. I'm just seeing a different Rodgers this time, far different than what we've seen the first time. He even seems bereft of confidence. He, he doesn't have that swagger, the arrogance and the whole Gucci belt thing, but that was Rodgers back then, that was his personality, and that just, he does seems to have a personality transplant, and he's not being himself or being true to what he's, what he is as a manager, in my opinion.
1: It's been a very, very strange season. Um, <clears throat> Rogers made one comment, um, which we could probably all agree upon, is that teams need to be refreshed every three or so years. And mm-hmm. yeah, you can understand that. Um, and look, Alex Ferguson was a master of that, you know. And another cliche: a winning team you strengthen from a position from a position of of, of strength. Um, that's one of the reasons that the, the rotten mob, you know, failed to to capitalise on their their last league success. Um, we know better than that. As fans, we know better than that. However, the board are, are seemingly, by evidence, not 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 showing that that kind of. Cognitive behavior. Um, so Rogers takes over a treble winning team. So we know that we need to refresh things. We get rid of a couple, a couple of really good performers, Starfield Jota, uh, Moy to an extent. But we haven't replaced we haven't replaced proper quality like for like. Moy was a good player. Um we haven't replaced quality for quality, like for like in that regard. Um and we are where we are right now. Um the other kind of mystifying thing in this season is, it's again from well, we're all divided. The Celtic fans, which is a good thing because mm-hmm. like, if we're all singing from the same hymn sheet, if we're all like, all have the same opinion, it's an echo chamber. So the comments like, from the the, the the people who are viewing and from us uh, ourselves, you know, we need that diversity. We need we need a bit of friction. That's good. But one thing that I've noticed is. I see Celtic beating uh, Rangers twice this season. And I'm like, it's under difficult circumstances, especially the game at Ibrooks when the chips were down, you know. Um, like Cameron Cutter Vickers was out and we're playing Bielka and scales. Scales a lot of people were thinking, Oh my god, like we are really not going to be favourites to even get a draw. And we managed to, to 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 get the three points. Kyogo saved our bacon that 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 day. Well, he got the goal, but the team kind of they kept their cool. They trusted the mm-hmm. process. And, let, and those types of games, you know, those those magical three points, the magical three points at Ibrox, when we beat them 2-1 at, at Celtic Park, I'm thinking that's Rodgers showing his true metal, guiding our team through these choppy waters. But then we're throwing away points against teams who are, who are really, really at their lowest point. You know, like St. Johnson were really, really bad at one point. Um, Aberdeen very recently were really bad at one point because they had to sack the manager, but yeah, we're, we're dropping points. I don't know what to make of Rogers's performance. I don't know what the plan is. There's a massive contrast between you and Ange. Ange, at the start of his tenure, when um, the opening six, seven games, we we, we, we lost uh, three, three games. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah three, three games, yeah.
1: But, although you had the proverbial mob a, 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 a shouting for the, the pound of flesh, some people were saying, "No, you, you you see the process. There's there's a, a method to the madness here. Trust the process." So like, the Tottenham fans that I've watched that as well this season, trust the method, because you you saw that there is no method right now with with Brendan Rodgers this season. I think he's living on reputation. I think he's living on credit in the bank. I'm not. I'm not. Calling for his pound of flesh right now, but I don't know what the the process is. I don't know what the method is. That's a key. Guys,
2: I, I've been thinking about this for a for a few weeks now. Um, <laughs> we normally go away at the winter break. We team building We've not done that. What 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 did they actually do? You know, we, they normally go away and they come back stronger.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've not done that this season. Why why not? It's not as if we can't afford to hire a plane
0: Mm.
2: and go to Dubai or wherever wherever it was. We could go. I don't know, uh, the guys just need a wee blowout, uh, a wee team-building night. Because, by the way, they do work.
0: I think as well, like, people may look at that and think that's a small, minute thing, but team-building's a lot to do with how you get on and function as a team and, and and a collective. I mean, at the end of the day, and I said it earlier in the podcast the team at the moment, look, a team of individuals. Yeah, you have, Yeah, you have. for example, your core, Cal McGregor. You've got Welsh and that. You've got Joe Hart and people of that ilk. But the rest of them just seem to be just dotted around. Do you know what I mean? I remember listening to an interview, Cal McGregor, he was speaking about the Japanese lads and the Korean lads are on one side of the dressing room and the other fellas are on the other side. I don't quite like that dynamic. But look, that's a, probably a different one for a different podcast. Yeah, but I do get what you're saying. And when you comes in, need Brownie and Lenny to take them for a pint by the pool. <laughs> one, one, obviously, we're not going to be on for a large amount of time here, obviously post-master action and stuff. We've got a lot to look forward to on Friday, a couple of beers and that. But, Gavin, a couple of positives before we end. And I think the the criticism the guy, <laughs> the criticism the fella gets, and look, you may totally disagree with me, that's fine. It's my positive, and Franny alluded to it in the comments. I thought Burnaby was actually all right today, tonight. Yeah. I thought I- I thought. For- I thought for me, he he showed a lot of fight, a lot of desire to get up and down the pitch, and yet his defensive qualities are always up for debate. But to tell you what, he was getting his foot stuck in. He broke up a couple of hims counter attacks. He, he quickly out the card for it, and he he himself fizzed a couple of balls into the box. It should have been converted into goals. That's for me a positive for tonight. I thought Burnaby played decent. Wouldn't say amazingly well, but decent. Yeah, I, I agree with
1: that. I said that at the start of the podcast. Um. Bernabeu never had his worst game for us. If we lost tonight, then he would not have been the scapegoat. Um, like, like, I've said it before, his defending at times is like a, a dog chasing a crisp packet in the wind. However, tonight, he, made, he, he wasn't a liability tonight. Um, his chemistry with Maida um, is not quite there, uh, but he tried. He really, really tried tonight. He, he realises that He's made this big money move to Scotland. Um, it's not quite worked out the way that he imagined, but he re- he realizes right now that Taylor is out for a period of time. This is his opportunity, just to make himself proud, you know, just to kind of justify the move. And um, whether it mm-hmm. means you know putting himself in the spotlight for a move elsewhere, but he, he can't, he can't, he can't do. It. What's he got to lose? That That's the point. I thought, he exactly. did, I thought he did okay tonight. I thought he did okay. So again, my point was, if we lost tonight, he would not have been the scapegoat. It would have been a collective. Um, so he did alright, right? Huh?
0: And then, Jed, what about Ida? And I think for me, anyway, he scored the two pound of kicks, but he could have had a hat-trick. I thought he had a couple of decent opportunities maybe to increase his tally. There was one in the first half where the ball was cut in, and he just kind of tipped it at Marshall. He maybe could have threw it over him. And then there was one in the second half, good movement. I think it was O'Reilly maybe played him in the left-hand side. He kind of backed off the defender. And again, he probably could have lofted it over Marshall. But he showed signs for me that a decent touch. He was physical. He was winning hitters in the box. And at the end of the day, Jed, we got a penalty kick taker. Who can score penalties?
2: Exactly. And again, I said earlier, I'm trying to take the positive from the game. I did feel as though Ida wasn't wasn't hiding. He was always looking for the ball. And... Um, so it was, and the two penalties was, was fantastic. A bit of calm, you know. It, it, it's only got 21 22, but it's just thank God. Let's let's be honest if power would take any penalties, would we have been confident? No, not whole no. all.
0: So, do you think he do you think it was justified to drop Kyogo? Then, do you think Rogers made the right call in that instance?
2: Well, guys, I, I put in their chat earlier today, I, I was at, I would have. I would have put Kyogo and him up front together, you know. But I it wasn't a surprise to me that he played him, um, because Kyogo's been very sort, so but that's only of the cause. He's not getting the ball through what he's he used to, What he's used to last season. But look, Rogers can take that away tonight and say, "Well, I played him from the start, so mm. he he can
1: justify that."
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Gavin, do you have anything to
1: say on that one? I've got plenty to say, man. I, I, I to <laughs> say. Go
0: for it, man. Go for it.
1: Perhaps not on, on, on that particular point, but can we recognise how deficient we were in terms of like squad defensiveness? Like, like, After after Hibs scored their second goal, there was three guilt-edged chances that they had. On the 62nd minute, they almost scored again with that... Um, point blank, save that Hart has to make with an overhead kick right in the box. Now, yep. people say that you're most vulnerable after you score a goal, but it was like the opposite. Hips score a goal, and then a minute later, they almost score again. They almost get the winner, um, and it was a mile leader with an overhead kick. How, how did he get that chance? Hart saves us again, and then in the 80th minute. The Hibs' chance knew that cross from the left. It takes out our entire defence. A brilliant, brilliant cross. Brilliant cross. Takes out the entire defence. And it's their defender, that guy Miller. Slides in at the back post and he contrives to put it wide. Difficult to do. But again, another guilt edge chance. It would have been easier to score. And then in um, the 84th minute, fish. Fucking fish. Um, you get three Hibs players who are all like, you take it, you take it, you take it. Three Hibs players on the edge of the box all getting in each other's way and then the defender Fish takes a, a, a shot and it goes narrowly wide three brilliant chances how many guilt edge chances did we have in that game apart from the, the two penalty kicks that is terrible now we're talking about our, hey. our wing, wingers not being good enough our Kugel not getting the service so we take Kugel putting put in Ida we're talking about our offence but where are we as a team collectively defending nullifying the chances under Ange, our defence was brilliant, brilliant defensively. Now we are one of the highest. I, I, I watched them um, that podcast Celtic by numbers, and they said that Celtic out of the, the, the all the teams in the league, we are one of the most um, uh, most prone to giving away chances, giving away shots. That is ridiculous. I know that we've had injuries um, with like um, changing centre backs, changing partnerships, but. Rogers needs to be doing better than that. That the buck stops with him. We've got a title to win, like we're in a dog fight, and we're not showing much dog. We but won Gabby, the
2: defending starts at the front, we're we closing, closing them down. We're not doing that like we did last season, yeah. Yeah, they're not doing it. so as, as you say, as a collective, and we are really missing Caravickers at the back, really missing
0: him. I think, a... think as well, one. Go ahead, Ted, sorry.
2: No, Caravarkas is Mr. Steady. Yeah. So he is. And you do miss him. Really do miss him. And then it's only on unfortunate before we got into the game, Taylor was coming back on a wee bit, we bit of the game, a wee bit of game. Where in the first start of the, the first quarter of the season he was terrible. And and Alistair Johnson wasn't his his usual best. So we just haven't been the players haven't been performing to their normal bit, normal levels what they were doing last season. And it's, yeah, it's think, not just one or two
0: players, yeah. it's five or six players. And that's what's yeah. killing us. I think as well, you have to look at it too. If you're coming from that side of things, we always say a bit of balance, isn't it? We lost Johnson <clears throat> very early on the game, had to bring on Ralston. Uh, I thought <laughs> Ellie Ewan had him on toast any time he, he faced him up and and took him on. Maybe... Under Johnson would have been different, would have been a better battle in that front. If again I thought Burnaby did all right. And look like what you said, Gavin, that one in particular with the three hips players at the edge of the box. See if again, see if they had better decision making, they could have got a shot away quick. They all got they all panicked and huddled around the ball, and Fish was just like, I'll take this, and again put it up just an already way. But one more player just quickly to wrap up on Gav, Leela Bada come off the bench. And look, he is a guy at the minute that is splitting the opinion and it's for one thing or another. It's for w- what what's going on overseas and things like that, which is fair enough. You spoke to me about O'Reilly, maybe having the thoughts about Athletico. A Abada looks like a, a man to me who just wants away from Celtic Football Club. He, he just came onto the pitch. He was so, I don't know, he don't, might as well have been 10 men. He gave away silly fouls. He wasn't really doing much with the ball. Even in the celebration, I think he doesn't over and hug one and then walked away again while they're all still celebrating. He just looks a man who who wants out. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but it's it's just what I'm seeing at the minute. And again, it's the whole thing that's kicked off since he's been injured and come back into the club.
1: I used to contrast um, Jota to Abada in terms of their personalities. And Jota I said very early on in this podcast that Jota was an extrovert. And I think Abada doesn't embody that that personality. Um, Abada, I think he does well whenever the team pl- is playing well, um, such as whenever he, he managed to get goals against them, uh, Rangers, um, whenever we were attacking fluidly, whenever there was a game plan where you knew that your fullback was, you knew what was going to happen, you knew the positions to attack. Now it's different. Abada has a really, really. He's had that obviously. A, Personally, we, we know what's happened personally. I'll put that to the side. I don't need to talk about that. But on the field, he's been injured for uh four odd months. Really, mm-hmm. really difficult. And even more so because we hoped that he would be the guy to step up to to kinda take ownership of creativity after um Jota left, but it's not worked out that way. Now that he's came back after an injury, he's been put on and he's he's been very, very poor. Um, His uh, decision-making, again, it's been highlighted, Um, and tonight, it's been, again, really, really bad, so, there there was a counter-attack near the end of the game, so we've already got the lead, we're 2-1 up, there's like two minutes to go in stoppage time, and I think it was like maybe three against two, or two against one, and a badder could have like chose a teammate who was on his left flank. He's He's got a center back ahead of him. He's like, What do you do? Do you run against the center back? Do you cut across him because there's another guy, another other, other flank, or do you play the safe pass to your left winger and just play the ball into the corner flag? When you've got two minutes to go after such a topsy turvy basketball game, play into the corner flag, slow for time, calm it down. Abada cuts across his center back and he gets. The ball dispossessed. And you're like, fuck, that's a badder all over again. And then a minute later, a minute later, he does the same thing again. He's going down the right flank this time. He's yeah. got a, a fullback in front of him. What does he do? He checks. Okay, that's fine. You check. You play it back to your field back. He tries to make the pass. He kicks out of play. Decision making. We are bringing these guys on. That, look, I know that he's a young man, but we spent, what, three-odd million for him. He's a professional footballer. Do the basics right. Do the basics right. Like we've got a perfect example for him to look up to his skills right now. He's not the fastest. He's not the the, the strongest. He's not, you know, the, the, the most technically proficient, but he does the basics right. And that's why he's earning a new contract. That's why he's earning a reprieve at Celtic Park right now, because he does the basics right. And he's yep. not been the fall guy. Out of all the chaos around him, he has not been the fall guy. A badass for all his talents, for all his pace, for all his money. He's doing the opposite right now. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but that's that's frustration. He's get he's got pace to burn, but he doesn't do the basics right. When we needed him, he failed us. And that's why his his future at Celtic should be up for debate. It should be up for debate. He's not, if you're in the trenches, again, I make the comparison with Jota, I'm sorry for hogging the microphone here, but we make the comparison with Jota. Jota was your man. Give him the ball, he would do the thing. He's away now. He's away now. Abada cannot be that man. If you're in the trenches, when you're up against it, when your teammates are not performing well, will Abada step up? No, he's not that type of guy. He needs other people to step up for him to feel comfortable. And that's just how his personality is. That's just Mm. how it is and maybe he's not get the mentality to be a Celtic fan, uh, to be a Celtic player, sorry.
0: Yeah, William comes in. I feel like I'm, I'm Gavin's therapy session tonight. Love that you're getting it off your chest, mate. <laughs> but, yeah, round it up. You mentioned players, Hayden. I thought Abada was the king of hide and sake. And, and like Gavin said, so many questionable choices for passing, so many easy options. He, he took the hard one and put the team under, under the cosh, really, in the damn minutes of that game. And it was—I mean—as fans, we went through the the roller coaster of emotions as well. always says, "With that team, we come out of it with three points." But I just think Abada was just one of them—them them people who maybe need to have a hard look at himself.
2: Yeah, I mean, like everyone is—we're we're all showing on the TV. I think what's hard to take with Abada is because we know there's a there's a bloody good player in there, and yeah, we don't—we spoke about it on the podcast before where. We don't know how he has personally what's going on back on in his homeland. You know, he said be all over the place. It's maybe not. It's maybe he's maybe just lacking confidence as well. We don't know, but that was getting to me because he is he's a super talent when he's on his game, but tonight he certainly wasn't on his game. Wasn't on his game. And as Gavin mentioned earlier as well, when he was running in, I was screaming for him to play it left, play it left. And he didn't he cut in and he lost the ball and then made away. It is just stupidity. It was naive. Now, uh, Devil's advocate was maybe thinking, well, I could score a wonder goal here. I don't know. I really don't know. But when, when you're defending a one goal lead at in the time, just clear your lines, keep possession, take it down the corner flag, kill a bit of time. And
0: they doing that. manage the game manage yeah. the game well be professional at the end of the game but look the battle's on we'll have three points and yes there's going to be a title fight one one I haven't seen for quite a while but look we, we got the win we got two penalty kicks we scored them lads it's the end of the Endless cooldown have you enjoyed the first edition of it? well enjoy it as much as you can cooldown? cooldown? yes
2: cool Man, we're all, <laughs> we're all, I might say I thought I'm going to be very quiet tonight and just I'm i like, I was just listening to Gavin let like, him go off and one I was trying never to keep, quiet trying to keep never
0: but,
2: <laughs> yeah I think we'll always sleeping tonight and we'll wake up everyone else thinking oh my god what's happening what's happening yeah
0: hundred percent Gavin yourself mate.
1: Uh, May I just say, I know that obviously when you're on a podcast and um, whenever you you win a game of football and you appear negative, which I have obviously, obviously done, you you leave yourself open to criticism. I would kind of caveat that and say that on the whole, our podcast with the members that we've got, a lot of them are really, really positive. And that they were saying, we said before the game that the, the three points were all that mattered and we got the three points. I totally agree so i am probably in the minority so don't blame the podcast for my negativity all i would say is that i would rather i would rather obviously get the points and play poorly as opposed to play well and not get any points but mm. you would rather go through that difficult period at the start of the season when you're forcing through new ideas my worry is that we're in the business end of the season and we're not show, showing any fluidity. We are look, we almost tonight, we almost snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. We were a ball here away from it. That's yep. my worry. But although I am maybe negative tonight, there's not as a... As a, not as be a, negative, a you're not being negative, Gavin. You're being
2: constructive and you have backed up your beliefs. So you haven't been, you have backed up with, with some very good points. We're all Thank not happy It's going on. what's going on at the moment. Um, exactly. And the buck stops with Rodgers. So he better get his yeah. finger out. He better get the team. That's why he's getting 60 grand a week. You know, so get it sorted out. We've got a big game coming up at the weekend and it won't be easy. So let's get, he better get on that training and get it sorted out. Yep. Jed, the- would,
1: would you start Kyoko or Ida as centre forward for the next game?
2: I think Aida's got to get the chance because he scored two goals tonight.
0: But yeah. I mean, to be fair, like as you said, get the finger out. The battle's on. We need to keep winning. Focus on what we can do as a club and what we can control, and that's the outcomes of our upcoming games. We'll be back Friday as a podcast again at half eight. To everyone who watched along for the end of sales cooldown, stay well and keep safe. hail hill. <laughs> <laughs>